Hello, welcome to Wide Left Sports. Today I'm joined by Carroll College men's basketball coach, Kurt Paulson. How are you doing today? Hey, thanks, Mitch, for having me on. Of course, of course. So, <clears throat> excuse me, what um, made you start your coaching career? Well, I kind of grew up in a in a basketball household. My dad actually was a coach and just uh, grew up in the gym. And then I played at Carroll um, 2001 to 2006. I didn't quite know what uh, things had in store for me after that. And I actually took a year off from basketball after graduation. And then that was just enough to get me back in it the following year. And then I've been coaching ever since um, pretty much in college but I did do a stint um, at Big Fork High School for two years as the head coach. So um, it's, it's kind of been a journey and uh, made my way back to Carroll as the head coach and trying to do a good job at my alma mater. That's awesome. So you talk about your, you know, Carroll's obviously your alma mater. What is it like for you personally to now be the head coach of the program you once played for? Well, I pinch myself often just, uh, seeing if it's real or not, but it's, it's really exciting. And I have a lot of pride in this place. I had a great experience here in my time, uh, played for Gary Turcott. He's a hall of fame coach, um, coached for 20 years at Carroll and got the program to where it is really. And so just to be back, um, coaching in the head coach seats, a, a little bit surreal, but try to make the most of it every day and do a good job. For sure. So you've obviously been at Carroll as a player, like we've said, and now as a coach, what are the differences when you're at the home games there in Helena, being a coach and being a player? Well, the great thing about Helena is it's a sports town. It's one of the best sports towns in the state and we get really good crowds and following. And, and so do our local high schools. It's just a unique place. There's enough people here um, to fill our gym and we're kind of the big fish in a small pond, per se. So that's really nice for our, our recruiting and our players. They get to play in front of crowds. I think uh, you can see a testament to that. Um, last season, people were just anxious to get back in the gym after the COVID pandemic. And, man, we had some awesome crowds in a really fun environment for um, the conference championship game. And, so it's just a unique place where we're very thankful for the, the crowd support and the, and the people that come out and watch our, our players play. For sure. So, you know, you mentioned Carol was in the conference championship last year. What has it been like to see the growth of the program? Well, I, I came into a good situation. So um, Gary Turcott, like I mentioned, he had built the program and it, it is what it is because of him. And then I took over for Carson Cunningham, who uh, did about as good a job as anybody could do here. And then he moved on. So I came into a good situation. So it's just kind of on me to keep it um, at the level it's at. Um, I didn't uh, build anything um, yet, <laughs> just trying to maintain. So um, the players that we have and that I've coached for my first four years, we've had really good players and they've, they've been winning. And uh, so we're just trying to keep it where it's at in, in the success that this program has had. 
For sure. So the frontier is, as I've learned doing this for basketball, all Montana, but that really is neat. And um, there's a lot of different like types of schools in your conference. So how do you see Carroll lining up with all the different schools? I guess is what my question is. Yeah. Everyone's kind of got their niche. Everyone's unique. And, and then some really good coaches in the basketball uh, realm of the frontier, both men's and women's there's really good coaches. So every night's a dog fight and uh, you have to be prepared. So um, it's a really, it's a really strong league. It is neat that we, we get to play each other and we're all within the state. Now the, the league has changed a little bit the last four five, six years um, with Westminster and LC state um, out now, but uh, the, the league's still strong. We're nationally recognized and um, really great coaches. And, and it's, it's tough every night. For sure. So if I were to guess who Carol's two biggest rivals are just, off of watching your guys' program a little bit. Um, I would say it's probably Rocky being the other private school and then probably UGF just off of closeness. So what are those um, rivalry games like? Well, I think they're all dogfights. You know, you know a lot of the kids, Montana kids in the state, and and then you get to know all the coaches. So – Man, I don't, I don't know how to answer that one. I think they're all rivalries with the other five teams and the games are tightly contested every night. And then you get to play each other two, three, four times. You, you definitely know what the other team's doing. It kind of comes down to execution, making shots, right. and then letting the players make plays. So I don't know how to answer that, Mitch. They're all, they're all contested games and – and uh, rivalries probably in my opinion for sure well that makes for a good conference i think (laughs) oh absolutely definitely so you know as we've said carol's had some great success who's a player that maybe the average fan doesn't know that you think will have a really good impact on the team this year well we're pretty young we mostly recruit high school players and try to develop them and so this is kind of a cycle of us being young again. And it seems like we've been young um, pretty much every year since I've been here, but um, that's where we're at again. And that's all right. These guys are young and hungry and talented. And um, so a couple of good sophomore guards that we have um, that got a lot of playing time last year is Andrew Cook and Garrett Long. They're, they're true sophomores. They're going to be very good in the league. And uh, I really look for them to take a, another big step in, in their development. And they're just true sophomores. So um, those are the names I'd throw out to you. Um, but they did get basically starter minutes last year, especially the second half of the season as freshmen. So they're, they're going to be good. And we look forward to watching them develop this season. That's awesome. So, you know, the thing about, well, really all frontier schools, but I think especially Carroll, is it is an academic first school. Um, so how do you find the right players that are driven enough to stay up in the classroom, plus be able to perform on the basketball court? 
yeah, it weeds out a lot of uh, recruits right off the bat just with our stringent academics. And so that can be good or bad. It kind of limits your pool of the recruits, um, but then you can find some really great ones as well. Guys that really take academics first and then they're also good enough to play at the frontier level and nationally in the NAI. So it, it's tough, um, but we've uh, done a good job. I feel like we actually were ranked number four in the nation this past year on team GPA at 3.5. Wow. So that's a testament to our players. Um, we make them do study halls every week and they're hitting the books just like they're getting in the gym. Um, but it does limit our recruiting pool, but the ones we do find that you're, they're going to be really high quality young men. That's awesome. So then how do players, um, you know, find you if they're interested in coming to Carroll, how do they find you? Well, we find them. (laughs) That's how it works. We find them. So uh, just, it's a very, complicated process a lot of layers getting peeled back and phone calls and travel and setting up visits but it's pretty intricate the recruiting process and uh you know it doesn't always work out and and then sometimes you hit big on a on a player um but we're just looking for those academic first kids and guys that we think will fit in at carroll college and represent the school and community and uh we feel passionate that we're doing a good job at that. And, um, but yeah, we find them, uh, per se. That's awesome. So, you know, I've had a couple of other frontier coaches on and I've had, um, actually coach Van Deest from Carroll on, and he talked about even recruiting kids that necessarily weren't on the football field. I mean, he would obviously recruit football players, but he would recruit kids that also played other sports and watch them play their other sports. Do you do that a little bit too, where you go watch, you know, a player that plays football too, watch him on the football field? Yeah, I love the the dual athletes or three sport athletes. I think that's awesome. And those kids are getting uh, fewer and far between. Everyone's specializing at a young age, it seems like in the middle school ages or younger. But man, I love seeing a basketball player that plays football. Um, I think that's just awesome, you know, um, fighting the battles with those high school teammates in the fall and then carrying it into the winter with basketball. So I love, I love those type of guys. Um, but they are kind of rare in this day and age. A lot of these kids are just playing one sport by the time they're juniors and seniors in high school. But if you can get one that's competing at two or three sports, I think that's pretty neat. For sure. And it shows their dedication to sports, dedication to a grind that will help them, I think, in college. Oh, absolutely. For sure. Um, so a lot of times when I do these interviews, coaches and athletes have fond memories, of course, on the court, but also off the court with their players. So what are some memories you have on the court and off the court with your guys? Well, just yeah, that's part of the the fun of coaching is just seeing these guys develop and the relationships that they build with their teammates over the course of three, four years, um, five years, whatever it may be. And uh, yeah, just those road trips are a lot of fun to bond and get to know each other. And then obviously the 
you remember the big wins and stuff, but um, you mostly remembering the relationships that the the players are building with each other and and the coaches. And that's kind of what it's all about is the relationships. Definitely. So, um, you know, Montana's a big state and Helena happens to be on more towards the Western side of the state. So how do you divvy up recruiting to expand across our whole entire state and even outside of the state? Well, there's a lot of windshield time, uh, a lot of travel, and, um, you know, you got to get in front of these players and get to know them and watch them play, evaluate them. So there's not much divvying up. Um, it's uh, just all hands on deck, uh, me and my assistant coach, and we, we try to get out, see as many kids as we can, and um, love to get some more Montana kids on our roster. We got Braden Cook. He's going to be another good one. Um, you asked about some good young players that we have, and he's going to be on that list as well. He was the Gatorade player of the year for the state. And uh, luckily he chose Carol. He's a Helena boy. So he's going to be a, a local hero here playing in front of people who, who watched him play at Capitol high for four years. That's awesome. So, you know, you mentioned a local kid, how neat is it to have Helena high and Helena capital that are coming to Carol pretty often? Yeah, we've had great luck at Carroll. You can go all the way back to the Kevin Van Nices and Andy Browns, um, Kevin Downs, throw Braden Cook in that mix now of local players that have had great uh, basketball careers at Carroll. Um, so those are some of the names um, off the top of my head. But um, Helena, like I said, is a sports town. And uh, hopefully we can keep that pipeline going down the road here with with more local players and then definitely Montana players in general. For sure. For sure. So I know it's kind of not great to look into the future, but if you could look into the future and see where the saints are at the end of the year, where do you think they'll be? Well, we're going to, you know, work to be at the top of course. And this year's league is going to be very interesting because there's got a lot of new faces. I think it's kind of a new chapter in our conference. Um, COVID, uh, that exception year they granted, it really, um, you know, there's a lot of great players that, that got an extra year and decided to stay. So there's just going to be a lot of new faces this year. I think it's wide open as, as much as it's ever been since, um, you know, my tenure here. This is year five for me. So I have no idea how the conference could play out and what the preseason polls and stuff will look like. I think we find that out later today. So uh, very wide open. And I think it's anyone's um, anyone's game to get up there and, and play for the championship. Obviously, we want to be there and uh, kind of one day at a time. Well, that's awesome. Um, hey, thank you so much for coming on today. And talking about Carol basketball and giving me some of your time this morning. All right, Mitch. Uh, thanks for having me. And uh, we will hopefully get a meet in person in Billings and uh, yes. go Saints. Thanks, man. Of course. Thank you. Hey guys, Mitch here with Wide Left Sports, and do I have a company I would love to highlight for you. 
It's called Big Sky Customs. They make lifelike figurines of your playing days, which I think is awesome because every single person, once they're done with their playing days, they miss it. And um, how cool would it be to have a lifelike figurine to commemorate that? And I mean, Rob goes down to the very minute details about it. It's awesome. And the best part is it's out of Montana. Um, So yeah, if you want to get one ordered, just go to his Facebook page, Big Sky Customs, and start a conversation with him about it. And hopefully you enjoy your lifelike figurine from Big Sky Customs.